Hi, thanks for joining us on Hometown to Hollywood. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of Young Hollywood Actors and the upcoming Top Hollywood Acting Teachers. And today my guest on this podcast is actress and singer Kira Kosserin. Kira is best known for her role as Phoebe Thunderman in The Thundermans, as well as roles in Light as a Feather, Good Trouble, All About the Washingtons, Night Squad, School of Rock, Henry Danger, One Crazy Cruise, and more. Her EP Songbird was released in July of 2020. Look for her in the upcoming movie, Super Cool. Kira, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Bonnie, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to finally get you on here. I know, after all this time. I know. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, I can't believe we're in our fifth season on this podcast. And uh, Wow, yeah. congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. When did you know that you wanted to be an actor and a singer? <laughs> uh, when I was very, very little. Um, I come from a Broadway theater family, so... My mom was in the cast of Beauty and the Beast when I was a little bitty, little bitty baby um, at the Lunt Fontan Theater, which is kind of where I grew up. My dad was a music director and arranger and pianist and musician. And, um, you know, my uncle, just, that's just kind of my whole family. And so I always loved just hanging out, you know, backstage and even on the stage during rehearsal days. And, you know, from a very young age was, was into, you know, school plays and dance classes and voice lessons and just anything I could possibly do to be making a fool of myself in front of other people was very attractive to me as a little kid. That is amazing. So it's basically nature and nurture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I had a natural affinity for it and sort of an inclination, especially towards, you know, music. But um, it was very heavily nurtured by my, by my parents, which I'm very grateful for. Oh, that is so cool. That's basically like the dream of so many kids is to, is to yep. have that situation. But, you know, you might you might have that situation, but still not have the chops, not have the interest, not have whatever, all those other things that it takes to actually yeah. make it. There, there's such an intersection of like, you know, talent and ability along with the support of, you know, a support system and the luck that it takes to have that kind of a support system. And then, you know, just the luck and the timing of the industry itself. There's so many factors have to line up perfectly for this sort of impossible thing to become possible. It's true. It's true. Some of them are in your hands, some of them are not, and some of them are just like luck and timing and serendipity. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you do what you can with the parts that you can do something about. Um, so did you have someone who inspired you? Does it, I'm thinking maybe your parents directly, but. Yeah, I know. I mean, that, the answer to that question is definitely my parents in sort of different capacities. I mean, in terms of like the acting world and like kind of why I got into that, um, you know, obviously I was inspired by the shows that I was watching. You know, I was a little kid watching Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and Wizards of Waverly Place and, you know, all those kind of shows made me made me want to do the thing that I ended up doing. Um, my parents I was really inspired by. And honestly, I, I think I was probably most inspired by the other kids in my acting and improv classes when I first moved out to L.A. because I sort of came from a school in South Florida that, I mean, they had great arts, don't get me wrong, but they, I think, were on the whole more sports-focused and that just was kind of the cool thing to be interested in. And I kind of got, you know, sneered at for singing in the hallways and dancing around in class. And then I moved to L.A. and I kind of found this group of like minded people who were similarly weirdos, you know, theater kids, whatever, um, in our own ways. And so I always really loved being around them. It's really important to find your peer group, to find, you know. Oh, yeah. People. Oh, yeah. It's so helpful to not feel like you're the only yeah. person on the planet who is the way you are. <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. 
I just read somewhere on one of your social media posts that it's you've also been here just about 10 years. Yeah, I've been here uh, like two weeks ago was my 10 year anniversary, which is insane. Is that is that you, you guys as well? You and like to the week. Oh, incredible. That's crazy. I think we moved here like August 1st. So yeah, my, so my, my dad's birthday is August 1st. I think we moved in July 30th or something. And then we celebrated his birthday here. And that was like our first night in the house. That's fun. <laughs> well, happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you so much. You too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so how did you actually get started then? So you're this kid. Yeah. Yeah. Your parents are in the biz, but you're living in Florida. Okay. So yeah. So, so I'll take you back a little bit, which is um, my mom retired from the industry when I was about seven. And so in order to kind of better support our family, my dad decided to leave the industry too and sort of uh, take on running a company. So that was what took us to Florida. Um, and then my dad was in an accident and was no longer able to work. He was on disability. My mom was retired and we really had nothing tethering us to Florida so much anymore other than just kind of our life. And um, an acting teacher uh, by the name of John Aquino, who I'm sure you've come across at some point, came to I Florida, taught an acting workshop. And uh, yeah, I taught an acting workshop and I, I just loved it. And I had sort of expressed an interest in doing TV stuff because my dad had seen an open call for Nickelodeon and uh, told me about it. And I couldn't go because I had a ballet rehearsal. And I was devastated and I cried for like three days. And my dad was like, I didn't realize this is something you were interested in. And I was like, I don't think I did either until the opportunity presented itself. And I couldn't, you know, um, I couldn't bring myself of it. So I, I was really into it. And the, um, the, the acting like workshop class came to Florida and I took the class and um, I just loved it. I just, it was so much fun. I just kind of fell in love and I ended up doing sort of like another workshop in Florida, like a summer camp thing. And then finally I was invited to come out to LA and do this like camp Hollywood acting class situation. And in the first week I I met my agent and I did a couple of auditions that went well and I got callbacks for, and we just kind of felt very encouraged by the business and felt like it was something I could possibly do. So we decided, you know, we'll come out for six weeks and we'll see what happens. And I never went home. Uh, (laughs) my mom ended up going home and packing up the house in Florida to sell it. And we bought a new house here and kind of built it from, from the ground up. And, um, yeah, now it's been 10 years and I've never gone back. Isn't that crazy? And so how old were you? 13. Yeah. So I I think I was probably like 11 or 12 when I took that first class. Cause I did, I did online coaching. I did FaceTime sessions with him for a while before I moved out to LA um, I moved out here when I was 12, like right before I turned 13. And funny enough, I think the day that my dad actually realized that this was something we could do was I was, uh, I was reading a script with my teacher over FaceTime. I think it was a script for Lemonade Mouth, the, the oh, Disney movie. Yeah. And in the scene, I was yelling at somebody and my dad came downstairs to be like, how dare you speak to somebody like that? We don't speak to adults like that in this house. And I was like, dad, I'm doing a scene. And he was like, oh, you're, you're not bad at this. You sounded realistic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I thought you were really talking to someone. Good job. <laughs> it's funny. That affirmation is so important, you know, mm-hmm. just to have like the sort of reality check of that. Have somebody else say, you know what? Yeah, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned something about your school experience a minute ago saying, you know, in Florida, it was, you know, because every school has this kind of culture, right? Like, who are the totally. cool kids? Who are the not cool kids? And the cool kids in your school, it sounds like they were more athletic. Um, what was your school experience like when you came out to LA? 
So, um, I got strange is probably the best way to put it. So I guess the, the first layer of this whole, uh, experience is that I skipped a couple grades. So I was 12 when I started high school, um, which already just put me in a, the social category of not very well liked because there's nothing that 14 and 15 year olds love more than 12 year olds. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of already its own thing. But I will say they were sort of similarly creative and, and you know, pursuing artistic things, which I really liked being surrounded with. Um, I, I would say maybe at the risk of people weren't quite as academically driven just because they had sort of other ideas. And I, I was very much academically driven. And so that also kind of set me apart as a little bit of a nerd. But um it was, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a great experience because they let me do school and also pursue this career full time. And, you know, I booked, I booked Thunderman's right at the beginning of junior year. And then junior and senior year, I continued going to the school on my hiatus weeks. So I was tutoring, you know, set teacher on set three weeks a month. And then the other week getting, putting on my uniform and going to my actual school, which was very interesting. That's very cool that you were able to do that, though, because so many kids, like, once they book a series or, or a serious movie, it's like, that's kind of the end of what people would call normal school school. Yeah, you know, I had never... teachers after that. Right. I, I moved around a lot kind of my whole life, and uh, I was never at a school for more than two years my whole life. And so, you know, after ninth and 10th grade, I didn't want to have to do another switch up. I, I really wanted to be at one high school. Funny enough, my high school actually moved buildings between my sophomore and junior year. So I still ended up moving after two <laughs> years, just sheer coincidence. But, um, but yeah, I just, I, it was really important to me to kind of keep some of that so socialization and structure and, you know, be able to kind of enjoy being an upperclassman at my school. Yeah. And have like a semi-normal experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah. granted, it, I, like my graduating class, I was valedictorian of nine people. Like <laughs> nine people is not, you know, it was a tiny little high school. It was a tiny little school, but it, it got the job done and I, I wouldn't change anything if given the chance. That's very cool. Well, and as you're well aware, a lot of kids in your position, they'll just take the CHISPE, which is the California High School Proficiency Exam. Yeah. And, you know, from the time you're 16 on, you can officially be done with school legally if you pass right. that thing. So you didn't, well, you didn't go that route. I didn't, but don't forget, I graduated high school when I was 16 years you old were. by virtue of having skipped grades. So I, I still was able to become a legal adult by, I don't know, halfway through season two. Yeah. And then we had, you know, 85 more episodes after that, that I got to be a legal adult for. So it didn't feel, it didn't feel like I needed to take the chess beat. Plus, I was sort of um, persuaded against it. And, and this is something I sort of tell young actors now too. Like specifically, I think if you're trying to get into the Disney Nickelodeon world, there's no reason to chess be because they're planning on having to offer you school anyway, because that's how that works for those productions, as I'm sure mm -hmm. you know, again. And if you chess be, they won't have to offer you that. And then you'll be stuck working really long hours and having to go home and do your schoolwork on your own. So I always warn against it specifically if you're trying to go into the children for camera sitcom route. If you're trying to be, you know, a young film actor, maybe there's a different argument for that. Hi. With the entertainment industry changing every day, I'm continuing to work to be a source of stability and inspiration in your life. As it's been for five seasons and over 100 episodes, the Hometown to Hollywood podcast will be there for you. Now, I'm asking you to be there for us. The podcast has been a labor of love for years, and now I'm asking, if Hometown to Hollywood has been a friend to you, 
If it's helped, educated, and inspired you, please become a supporter of the podcast. For only $5 a month, the price of a latte, you can become a friend of the podcast and help me afford to continue to do the work that you have come to depend on for honest and insightful interviews that shed light on how to succeed in the entertainment industry. If you can afford it, pitch in 10 bucks a month and become a good friend of the podcast. Your support helps supplement the people who can only give five a month. Join now. Just go to hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. That's hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. And in just two clicks, you can have access to the complete version of this incredibly informative conversation, as well as each upcoming episode and the entire collection of over a hundred past episodes. If you can't afford $5 a month to subscribe, the first 10 minutes of every episode will still be available for free. Subscribers will get the full episodes delivered to their inbox. Thank you. I appreciate your support and I can't wait to share the exciting upcoming conversations with you.